When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Read off some batting averages for you here. Kind of random, but kind of not. 267, 257, 229, 240, 226, 167, 174. Whose batting averages do you think those are? Yeah, I know who you think they are. These were the batting averages of a whole bunch of the Yankees played last night at PNC Park. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Yankees 16, was it? 16? Pirates 0. Yankees out hit the Pirates 22-4. to The game was bad. But it wasn't that bad. Uh, Pitching was given to a position player. Again, Josh Van Meter, he was just serving up meatballs, a bunch of additional home runs, grand slams, and all that stuff. Say what you want about position player pitching. I really don't care in one direction or the other. Baseball is just so screwed up. Baseball will do anything at all that's available to it that'll make the game longer and more boring. Okay? That's, That's where the sport is at the moment. But what I want to talk about instead out of this is, well, batting average. Batting average is a, it's not quite a dead statistic the way pitching wins are. I don't know of anyone who still mentions pitching wins unless the pitcher has some really crazy anomaly like they're 10-0 and or 0-10. Because they really just don't apply anymore. They don't apply to the way the game is managed. And they never really reflected how the pitcher was faring. At least not after, I don't know, 1910 or 1920. When the pitchers would just reflexively go the entire game. And pitch 14 straight innings or whatever. Because they were only throwing 70 miles an hour or whatever it was. They were all a bunch of little dudes because everybody a hundred years ago were just little dudes. And pitching wins are definitely more obsolete than batting average, but batting average is getting there as well. And here's why the game has changed. Whether you wanted it to or whether you like it more or less, it has absolutely changed. Hitting coaches are telling their hitters 
to swing at more of an upper angle. That's why you no longer see a Tony Gwynn or a Rod Carew or a Pete Rose with a level swing who's just hacking to put the ball into play and running up batting averages that are up around 350, 360. Wade Boggs is another one. All of these names are from the past because they have to be from the past because the game has changed. Analytics have shown, at least in the minds of those producing the analytics, that home runs are the way to go. Home runs or walks and don't worry about the strikeouts. Okay, so you have everybody striking out all the time and no one's saying a word about it. No one's getting cut over strikeouts long as they can produce a decent number of home runs and they can get on base regularly. As such, the definitive statistic and the one that gets used most commonly by people within baseball is OPS. OPS, for anyone who doesn't know, is the combination, and I mean that, it's actually the addition of on-base percentage and slugging percentage. Simple as that. It's actually a great stat. It's a catch-all stat. If you walk a lot, you get on base a lot, that's a good thing. If you hit the ball over the fence a lot, also a good thing. Both reflected in there. And somewhere hidden within that is batting average. But batting average is just one piece, and it doesn't matter as much anymore. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. An eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. You know who's your role model right now for this particular conversation? It's Jack Sawinski. Jack's got 14 home runs. Everyone knows that. Everyone loves Jack. Jack is hitting 222. Bad Jack. Not good Jack. Need to be better Jack. Well, no, he actually doesn't. Because he's got a 786 OPS, which is very good if you're not familiar with the standards for that. Because 23 of his 44 hits have gone for extra bases. So he's getting doubles and triples in addition to the home runs. How many bases he's touching means a lot because it puts you that much closer to scoring a run. Did you realize at all that Diego Castillo is now down to 188 in terms of batting average? Now that is bad. There's no hiding from 188, okay? He needs to be better. Suwinski actually needs to be better, and I think he will be. His walk rate's been pretty good. He's got 20 of those, which is close to a match for the number of extra base hits he's got. Diego needs to be better. Diego's home runs are fun. Diego's energy and enthusiasm are a blast. But he needs to be better. All of these players need to be better. But let's at least measure them in the way that their employers are measuring them in the way that managers and hitting coaches and, of course, executives and the people who acquire them and train them are measuring them. And that's not by batting average. Imagine, imagine, for example, how ridiculously out of touch 
with baseball you'd have to be to look at O'Neill Cruz's batting average, for example, as if it mattered. He's at 200. He's also got 14 RBIs in his first 17 big league games. He's got exit velocity that is elite within the sport, and he is producing it on a regular basis. This isn't exit velocity for just those handful of occasions when he makes contact. He's producing it regularly. His average exit velocity is through the roof. It doesn't take the reincarnation of Earl Weaver to see that this kid's hitting screamers all over the field. And sooner rather than later, those screamers are just going to find either grass or they're going to clear fences. If you watch the game last night, for example, and you saw that Cruz was completely robbed. Yankees played some really good defense, by the way. Just robbed of hits. And then, of course, he ended up getting a hit as well. He's been hitting lasers to outfielders come through situationally. So when you're asking a Ben Charrington or a Derek Shelton or Andy Haynes or anybody at all in baseball, what do you think of how Cruz has done since he's been up here? They sure aren't talking about batting average. They're looking at how his actual at-bats are going. How's his approach? How's his contact? Not since the beginnings of baseball, not since it was a gleam in Abner Doubleday's eye, did anyone ever conceive that a hitter could control who catches the ball. All the hitter can control is how hard he hits that ball. Let's let's just resolve to leave batting average alone. It's not helping the discussion at all. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. J1Q comes from Dan Sinceri, who says, DK, why trade Jose Quintana? Build your starters around him. I think his value is great, but the return might not match that. It's not like there's anyone ready to move up in his place. And, and Dan, I, I can get that. I had a lot of the same 
sentiments at this time a year ago as it related to Tyler Anderson because it felt like the Pirates would roll three or four guys where you would just shake your head through the whole event, and then Anderson would come on the mound and just kind of show everybody, hey, this isn't that hard. And he, he wasn't spectacular, but he'd get you five and a third or something. He wouldn't blow up. He was just a pro. And Jose has been better than Anderson. That's not a knock on Anderson. It's just Jose's been really good. Now, this shouldn't surprise too many people. I, I was skeptical going into the season, but not excessively so. He has a pedigree. He has a history. This was a really, really good pitcher for the White Sox not all that long ago. And he's a lefty, and lefties always get better as they get older for whatever insane reason. But Jose, at the same time, is exactly what you want in terms of trading someone and getting assets back. And I know what you mean, Dan, when you say you're not going to get much back. You're not. This isn't a type of exchange where, uh, let's say, some of the hypotheticals that get thrown around with Brian Reynolds, who isn't getting traded, by the way. When you throw a name out like Reynolds, you can head into big-time fantasy land and start looking at other teams' top 10 prospect lists and plucking two or three guys off of them and envisioning your entire franchise, your entire organization changing its face overnight. Jose's not going to do that. Jose's going to get you some really good double-A arm that you hope can make it someday but might not. That's just what's out there. Now, if there's a contender somewhere who really needs a veteran lefty and who maybe saw that veteran lefty do well against them like, oh, say the New York Yankees, then they might be unduly impressed. They might be impressed beyond whatever the reality is. We have seen this happen over the years in all sports. You get really impressed with people you're laying your eyes on, especially if they're doing it to your guys. So I see you, I hear you, but I also want to throw something else at you. Jose's on a one-year contract. Jose's not being paid a whole heck of a lot. If Jose continues to pitch the way he is this year, he's not going to be that affordable. And whatever amount of money that you're allotted by Bob Nutting to spend with the Pirates you're probably not putting it into 32, 33-year-old starting pitchers. You see what I'm saying? So it's going to stink when it happens. It's going to feel lousy. But it it's why you get pitchers like that at this phase of your build. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. They don't have to play the Yankees anymore. They're on to a doubleheader today in Cincinnati. And, well... You know how those games go, right? Let's do this again tomorrow.